It's Friday night, and your work week is over. Get back and get the latest on the Indianapolis Colts. Jonathan Taylor, touchdown! The 10, the 5, a pick 6 for the Colts! Get up to speed on the Colts and the NFL, starting now. And he walks into the end zone! Touchdown, I-N-D-Y! This is the Colts Happy Hour on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. And welcome back to Carmo in the Backyard Bourbon Broadcast here with um, Brian Alley and our friends. A shout-out to Dan Rogers. Dan came up and introduced himself. He is a uh, former teammate and schoolmate down at Edgewood High School. Uh, friends of mine, Jeff Harrington and Lance Ringler. That is well done out of Dan Rogers here. It's our Backyard Bourbon Broadcast, our final one for the summer of 2022, and it has been a blast. This reminder, preseason game two is coming at you tomorrow. 10 a.m., I should say, is the beginning of the Colts pregame huddle. I got you for that in touchdown town. And then it is 1 p.m. in the afternoon, the kick with the Colts and the Lions coming up tomorrow. We're going to help get you there. And as always, we start out the Colts happy hour here with our voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor, and his conversation with Frank Reich. Matt. Thank you, JMV. It's time now for the head coach's report with head coach Frank Reich. And before we talk about the game tomorrow against the Lions, you had two joint practices with Detroit this week. What was most beneficial about those workouts from your standpoint? Yeah, just excellent work in every phase, Matt. In two days, you're able to hit, you know, all the normal first and second down stuff, really good competitive situational stuff, third down, red zone, two-minute. You know, these are all really game-like scenarios that you get to go up against another team and it's highly competitive that, that get us prepared for the regular season. Now you talk about that situational work. How pleased were you with some of those situational periods the offense got in this week, specifically red zone and end of half and end of game situations that you tried to bring up in practice? Yeah, very pleased. You know, it, it can always get better. There's things we need to clean up and get better at, but there was a lot of good stuff that we put out there on the field that and good progress. You know, that's what we were talking about uh, last night, you know, from the start of training camp until now, just seeing and feeling the visible, uh, the, the progress that we've made in those areas what was good to see. Matt Ryan looked incredibly sharp in both days. He was facing the Lions first defense, obviously. Is Matt where you'd like him to be at this point in terms of of the mental, the playbook mastery, the command of the offense. Absolutely. I mean, he's really worked incredibly hard, you know, to master, you know, where we're at right now. I mean, I do think we're still growing and evolving, you know, with him as our quarterback. But, you know, I think he's at a spot right now where he's he's ready for the regular season. I mean, we're, we're at that spot where in every phase, in every situation, you know, feel like he's been able to embrace it, own it, and then, you know, really put his two cents and his stamp on certain areas as well in a good way. And his favorite target right now certainly is is Michael Pittman Jr. He had two really good days of practice against Detroit. How would you describe his swagger in camp so far? Because he seems to have this kick in his step that maybe wasn't there to this degree in his first two years. I really think, you know, Pitt's always been a confident guy, but you can just see it, you know, not only on the field, but, you know, in the meeting room, um, he's really stepped up in every way, you know, with, with T.Y., um, you know, not here. You know, he's really stepped up as the leader in that room, not just on the field, but off the field. And I think that's part of it. 
Yeah, unfortunately, the injury bug hit you this week. Uh, rookie tight end Drew Ogletree injured in practice on Wednesday. Uh, ends up tearing his ACL, which means his season is over as the Colts put him on IR. Uh, just what are his spirits uh, as of now, Coach, considering the strong camp he was having leading up to that injury? Yeah, his spirits are, are, are really good, you know, all things considered. He's a great human being, you know, really strong character. And, Matt, you're exactly right. He was having a phenomenal training camp, you know, just came in here from day one and was just showing a great grasp and great maturity, you know, in his approach and to what he was putting on the field. So really disappointed for him, for our team. But, you know, we also understand, I talked to him the other day, you know, we just have to have that confidence and faith that, you know, even through things and adversity like this that we don't like and is never, never fun, but somehow a guy like Drew, he'll come out of it better on the other end. All right, let's talk about the game at hand. I know most of the starters will not play against the Lions, but how much are you looking forward to when it comes to the evaluation, seeing some of these reserves, seeing some of these young players get into an extended groove, get into an extended playing time to showcase what they can do on an actual game field? Yeah, it's a big deal. I mean, obviously, we wait every practice in the offseason and during training camp with these these games. Yeah, they have, they have more meaning. And this game in particular, like you said, Matt, because most of the starters are, are not going to be playing, it's going to be a great opportunity for some of our young players to, you know, to get out there on the field and prove who they are and what they can do and how they can contribute to our office. I'm offense, defense, and special teams, so I'm really excited for these guys. All right, back on the practice field this week, Mike Strawn. He missed a lot of time in the spring and the first couple of weeks of camp with a knee problem, came off of PUP. What did you make of his return this week, and did you see much rust in his game, either mentally or physically, as he came back onto the field? You know, I give Mike a lot of credit. He looked good. Um, I, I really didn't see much rust physically at all. Um, you know, he really stepped back up in there after a couple of, you know, really good strong days of rehab right at the end. I thought it might be a little bit more of a ramp up, but he was ready to go and looking forward to it. And then mentally, he, he did a nice job. So, um, you know, these last couple of weeks of camp are going to be a big deal for him. Going over the defensive side of the ball, again, I know he's not going to play in the game against the Lions, but defensive tackle Grover Stewart is having one of the best and most consistent camps going right now for the Colts. I mean, at times, I have to tell you, he's manhandling the man across from him and showing tremendous speed and strength. What does he mean to the defense and the tone that you're trying to establish on that side of the ball this year? Yeah, I mean, it all starts up front. And, it, you know, inside, he's just this powerful presence of a man. Um, you, he's a great run stopper. But what really has impressed me, you know, this training camp with Grover is that his pass rush just seems to have taken, gone to another level. So um, excited to see that continue to develop and grow. Um, and then Grover's just Grover. I mean, he's like one of the leaders of our team. Um, that He carries so much respect with the way he works and how team-oriented he is. No question about that. Haven't played a home game in over 200 days, Coach, going back to the end of last season and the regular year. I know it's the preseason, but how good will it feel to play a home game in front of what should be a pretty good preseason crowd? Yeah, excited. Um, we love getting into Lucas Oil. Um, it's always a great way to get ready for the season. And, you know, now that we got two of them here, so this will be a good test. 
Um, it'll be great to see our fans out there for them, you know, to get a look at our players and um, and really get to see the depth on our roster because a lot of these guys that are going to play um, in these couple games are, are going to be guys who invariably are going to get called upon to start games and to win games for us in clutch moments. And this is uh, for our fans will be uh, really a first opportunity for them to get an extended look mm-hmm. at these guys playing. Indeed. All right. Lastly, coach, what do you want to see in this game? What do you want to get out of it? What are your goals for your team in this second preseason game against Detroit? We want to see all, you know, all the one-on-one matchups that are going to help us, you know, decide, you know, who makes this roster and not. And so just see guys play with good fundamentals and technique and, you know, win their one-on-one battles. So that's a real big part of it. But the second part of it is really, you know, us playing as a team and as a unit, um, you know, playing the schemes um, and, and, and playing the situations that we have every, every game, is such a big opportunity for us to grow as a team in that way. That'll be important. Absolutely. That's the head coach's report with head coach Frank Wright. Coach, many thanks, as always, for the time and the insight, and uh, best of luck against the Lions. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate it. So Matt Taylor, Frank Reich, right there on Colts Happy Hour. Registration for the 10th annual Indianapolis Colts 5K Run Walk presented by Indiana University Health and sponsored in part by CBS4 and Meyer. It's now open. All in-person events will take place at Lucas Oil Stadium on Saturday the 27th, and participants will finish the race on the 50-yard line and enjoy a post-race celebration. Participants also receive a finisher T-shirt, medal, and a ticket to the Colts' home preseason game against the Buccaneers that evening. For more info, log on, sign up now. That's Colts5K.com. On the other side, one of the have-tos this season. At wide receiver, Michael Pittman Jr., over 1,000 yards a year ago. This year, that and then some. And some questions about the look of the wide receiving core, including how much Naheem Hines will be a part of it this year. My conversation this week with Colts wide receiver Michael Pittman Jr. is coming up next. It's a part of Colts Happy Hour, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Welcome back to the Colts Happy Hour. We're getting you in the know on the Colts heading into the weekend. Hey, welcome back. We're in Carmel in the backyard of Brian Alley. It's Colts Happy Hour. Me, JMB, thank you for joining us. Uh, the Jim Arce Collection is coming to Indy. The collection will make a stop at Lucas Oil Stadium on the 9th of September. The event will be open to the public, and while the tickets are free, advanced registration will be required to attend. Follow Jim Arce Collection on Facebook and Twitter for additional details as the event gets closer. My conversation earlier this week, one of my favorites to talk to on this Colts team, wide receiver Michael Pittman Jr. There are a lot of things you're accounting on with this team this year. That would be one of them with continued strong numbers. Michael Pittman Jr. joins us of the Colts now. Michael Pittman Jr. of the Colts with us. Hey, Michael, thanks for the time. How are you? Good, good. How are you? Oh, I could not be better. Fantastic to have you on the show today. The first thing that came to my mind is, do you like having these these joint practices with other teams during this time of training camp? Um, I mean, like, I think it's cool um, because it's kind of like a, like, opportunity to just like compete and like it gets like fiery and hot because like you know like it's team on team so like it's like always fun to just have that just um that um fiery um competitive aspect to it 
I love it today. You lit a little bit of a fire today. I dig it, Michael. Honestly, I dig it. You know, you know what's funny about that? You're, you're looking for a lot of things in, in terms of, of really recreating what you're going to see during the season. And, I mean, hell, that back and forth with, with you and Okuda earlier today, that's just part of it, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like, that's just part of that competitive, fiery, just like nature, like of like the um, of the um, joint practice. Now, there's no type of hard feelings or nothing. You, 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 I mean, like everything that happens out here stays out here. And then, like once, like we like get off the field, like I'm just like Michael, the chill, cool dude that <laughs> likes to joke around and have fun. But like on like this field, like I'm trying to rip your face off. Well, I know that's what Colts fans love about you too, and you know, the the fact that you can separate that moment and then kind of move on from that moment, man, that, that makes it even better for you. It's Michael Pittman Jr. on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. So how are things going for you in camp so far, all in all? Oh, yeah, I mean, um, everything's, like, going good. I mean, um, offense is, like, doing good, and we're, like, getting better, like, every single day. Um, and we're just taking it just day by day and giving it everything that, like, we got. Early signs for you. How's that connection going with your your new quarterback and Matt Ryan thus far? Awesome, man. I mean, Matt is just such a great guy, leader, quarterback, everything. Um, And we've just been fortunate to get, like, just, like, good guys coming in here. Like, even though, like, we've had three guys in, like, three different years, but every single one of them have been great guys and, like, great players and just, like, really good captains and like leaders so like i've just been blessed like with that well here's what's amazing and michael pittman jr joins us as you're three and three in your career here in indy but you have uh, adapted and raised your game and i'm assuming you're coming in this year this is exactly what you expect to do again and you know what michael that's kind of difficult to do to have you know your third quarterback in your third year in the nfl but man you just kind of move on and move on and move on and continue to raise your game absolutely i mean just i mean like we bring in such high, high level guys that it's like really like not that hard, you know, cause like you go from Phil who was like a hall of fame player to Carson, who's, who was a super bowl champ to um, Matt, who is probably, who was probably a like another gold jacket guy. So, I mean, like really like the Colts have made it easy for me. Really? I mean, like it really like, isn't that hard. Cause we've had a bunch of great quarterbacks. How good was, it? I want to go back to Phillip rivers with you for a moment too. Was that a great way yeah. to introduce you Michael to the NFL, having Phillip rivers as a quarterback and, and yeah, you could see at the end of the year, man, he was really zoning in on you. He had a great deal of trust. Did that help yeah. you evolve as a player in your rookie season? Absolutely. Phil was just so awesome. I mean, I think that the best thing about Phil is he just demanded the most out of me. And that just like made me just like want to work harder and harder because like you have a guy who played, I think Phil did like 16, 17 years, something, just something crazy. So like, I, so like really like I like just tried to be my best, like for him. And I heard a ton of that gummit pit all year long i mean like that was his favorite catch line you know as soon as i did dad gum pit i was like oh shoot i messed up (laughs) so when dad dad gum pit was the sign that you weren't in the right spot right back then yes wait wait wait. now i'm not suggesting you've been in the wrong spot with matt but has there been any any dialogue to where you can tell that that's kind of the same way he is utilizing you with his leadership quality at quarterback 
Absolutely, absolutely. And, like, that's all stuff that you want him to do. Like, you want him to feel like he can, like, not, like, call you out, but, like, call you up to, like, be like, hey, that wasn't right. Like, we need to do it this, and we need to do it the right way, and, like, we need to get it right right now, you know? So, like, the way that Matt does it, like, is, like, really great. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, it's up. Michael Pittman Jr. on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Great numbers a year ago. Uh, you, I'm sure you want to raise the bar. That's your expectation. Do you, do you have any goals? Do you set any goals? And I'll give you a little bit of insight. I talked to I talked to Jonathan Taylor a couple weeks ago, and he said, listen, all I want to do is win for this team no matter what happens. And I'm sure that you're the same way, but have you set any production-wise goals for yourself in year three? Yeah, so I have my um, – I have my um, – um, goal sheet printed out and it's like hanging up. Um, and I got lots of goals, honestly, like I could sit there and read off like 20 goals, but pretty much like my main goal is to help this team win conference and then just a world championship really. So, you know, I mean, we go, we go AFC South to AFC to Super Bowl, and that's like my like, main goal. Is that is that motivation? Do you look at that thing every day and say, all right, this is what I'm going to zone in on. I'm going to focus in on this a little bit more today. Is that something you look at? It gives motivation to you. Absolutely, because um, I feel like I have such high, high uh, goals that um, I can't really waste like any days. So like I got to go hard every single day to um, basically get where I am trying to go. It's uh, Michael Pittman Jr. on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. So compared to a year ago, give me a couple of things that you absolutely are focused in to work on to be better at in year number three, better than you were a year ago here. Yeah, I think my number one thing is just keeping hands off me uh, because sometimes, like, when I'm just, like, running around, it's like I kind of just, like, let those hands sit there um, because, like, I'm running so hard and trying to push, like, so hard that just, like, I just don't feel it. So I'm just trying to be more, like, in tune with that. And then, like, that's going to help me create more, like, separation, like, at the top of routes and um, just get more open. It's Michael, you're an absolute for me, especially in the pass-catching department for this team, this offense right now. You're an absolute. And there are some, some question marks just because guys have not performed at the level or, you know, have yet to be given the opportunity to perform at the level on which you are right now. But, but help me out and help the listeners out right now. The pass-catching group in that wide receiving room or the tight ends, what do you like about what you see in your teammates and how quickly do you think they can evolve into guys that we also expect just like we expect from you game to game? Absolutely. I mean, we have everything. I mean, we have size, we have speed, we have strength, we got smart guys. I mean, like I really just think that our crew just needs a um, chance because like, you know, like most of our guys, like haven't really played a ton of games, but once they like start doing it, then like people will like start to uh, catch on and uh, see that we actually have, like, something special. Well, it's funny. I mean, Alec obviously is a rookie, so he hadn't had that opportunity. But the guys around you, from from Ashton to to Patman, these guys have all had their moments in the NFL, too. They've had a a singular, if not more, really good moment. Um, Do you see that evolving into something, again, that's expected with that wide receiving core? Absolutely. I mean, I mean, honestly, like, I just think that it's a game of confidence. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because – what separates some other guy who's 6'4", 220 pounds that runs a 4'5", 4'4"? Confidence. Like, 
really like that's basically like what it comes down to. All right. Um, I have been uh, proactive in helping 21 get the ball even more. So how active has he been with the wide receivers in and out of the wide receiver room? How much of a pass catcher do you expect him to be this year? I mean, I expect him to be more of a wide out than he is a uh, back. So, I mean, like, I think that he's like one of our guys now. So, <laughs> Well, I told him to, <laughs> I told him to become one of you guys, honestly, <laughs> because yeah. he does, he's got a skill set that you don't oh, see often so around the NFL. I mean, he's not, you, you yeah. described Michael, you described your teammates, a lot of big dudes, big, you know, strong guys. He's strong, but he's not big like you guys, but he offers something that, that is, is different than a lot of wide receivers in the NFL. Exactly. I mean, man, he's so fast, shifty mismatch everywhere. I mean, like you, I mean, honestly, like you, I could put him on like anybody. You could put him on like a corner. You put him on a bagger. You put him on, or like you put him on, you um, put him on a safety, and he is going to win. So, I mean, just, like, move him around. Move him around, like, as much as, you know, just as much as uh, we can. It's uh, Michael Pittman, Jr., the Colts on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Before I let you go, I always ask you about this. How's your social media career doing off the field right now? Is it still pumping? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I kind of took a little step back because of camp and everything, and, like, I just don't have the time and energy to go out and film videos because it's almost like a um, second job. But, um, you know, like we're like getting going back up again because we took a second break because we have like our daughter and we wanted to yeah. spend time and be private. So so then I kind of started about about like a month ago. Um, I have some pretty funny like videos out there. I spent like $1,000 like on scratch off lottery <laughs> tickets. And then I gave like all that money away anyway. So like I just lost a bunch of money. And that's the video. <laughs> you, uh, you, you find stuff to do. I mean, what, what's the most interesting, comp- I know you're, you're a new dad, by the way, and congratulations to that. Um, I, I'm, I'm curious besides being a father, uh, family guy now, anything interesting in the off season that you, you became a part of that maybe you took to social media with that we didn't see? Um, that, that like you guys didn't see is I am a big fisherman, whether it's fly fishing, saltwater fishing, freshwater fishing, spear fishing. So I actually own my own 23 foot center console boat that I go fishing on and I just have a blast doing that. Where's that thing docked? That is docked in Huntington, California. Ah, so yeah, you're you're more of a saltwater fisherman then. See, I, I'm oh, with yeah. you on that. Like I I don't know if I could grab a rod and and go out to like a lake and catch a bluegill or something, but I could do yeah. what you're doing right there, man. That makes it more exciting. Yeah, so actually this summer I caught a four hundred pound blue marlin in um Kauai. And then I came back to um, California and caught a 70-pound bluefin and uh, just had a blast. So, Did you process that stuff and take it home, too, especially the bluefin? Did you take it home? So the bluefin, yes. The uh, marlin, they actually kept it because I don't really like to eat billfish. Um, and I guess the fish had gotten a little too hot, and they said that it wasn't going to live. So they actually ended up keeping it and gave it to a bunch of locals. Oh, now, how many people did it take to help you reel that in? Was it all you, or did you have some help? Was it a team effort? It, no, so it was all me. I have it on film, and the film is like 23 minutes long. Dude, don't Continuous. don't let uh, don't let Ballard anybody see that because they'll have something in your contract. 
and the next yeah. one about it, especially that marlin. That marlin thing can be a little hairy, right? Experience wise. Oh, yeah, I mean, I mean, like those fish like get jumping and then they jump in the boat. It's like you better watch out. <laughs> no doubt. It's Michael Pittman Jr. Always a fantastic conversation on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Hey, go after those goals this year and um, have a great time doing it. It's always fantastic catching up with you here in Indy and. We'll do it again over the course of the season, Michael. I appreciate you. All right. Thank you. Appreciate you, too. Should be in the wide receiving room regarding 21. I'm sure you guys heard that with Michael Pittman Jr. Single game tickets for the Colts 2022 home games at Lucas Oil Stadium on sale right now. Single game tickets for the Chiefs game and the Steelers game are sold out. Now, the only way to get tickets for those games would be by purchasing 2022 season ticket packages at Colts.com or purchasing a limited number of standing room only group tickets or obstructed seat group tickets by calling the Colts ticket office at 317-297-7000. For the rest of the home games at Lucas Oil Stadium this season, get your tickets by heading to Colts.com slash tickets or Ticketmaster.com. Today on the other side, Sam Ellinger going to be getting some time tomorrow against the Lions. Matt Taylor, the Goreman, have a conversation with the Colts backup to the backup quarterback. That's up next on the Colts Happy Hour, 93.5107.5 The Fed. We now return to the Colts Happy Hour, an inside look at the Colts on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Hey, shout out to Casey Valle putting together the Red Hot Chili Peppers on the re-entry right there. Colts Happy Hour brought to you by Meyer, Meyer the official super center of the Colts and a proud sponsor of hundreds of local sports fans across the Midwest. Sports teams and fans at Meyer all come together. All right, Bernard Ryman, uh, one of the draft selections last spring, the left tackle is going to join this show coming up a little bit later on. Uh, also brought to you by Forum Credit Union, Forum Credit Union and their cults where you can go the message board wise have conversations and such forum credit union brings that to you helping members live their financial dreams but right now the gore man and the voice of the Colts, matt taylor have a guy's going to see a lot of action coming up tomorrow afternoon back up to the backup quarterback sam ellinger is with the guys fellas go ahead all right, fans, we are joined now by Sam Ellinger. I'm going to look forward, Sam, because I love doing that with your career, but I want to look back for a second. Buffalo comes up, you're ready, getting your reps out there and absolutely moving the ball, keeping the chains moving as well, scoring touchdowns, throwing touchdowns. Did that, did that afternoon blossom into the way that Sam Ellinger thought at kickoff? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, to get back out there and just play, um, to, to be out there with the teammates in Buffalo, love that stadium. Um, playing against a great team. It was awesome to get back out there and, you know, really work so hard all the all off season thinking about that moment to be able to get out there and let it let it loose and um, you know have a good performance it, it felt really good but this is to you not new because you played as a you know early in your high school career all of a sudden Sam's a leader go to Texas Sam's a leader as a freshman you come up here you got a fight between a couple of guys you just keep showing up what's that mentality all about I think it's just being ready in the moment um, controlling the controlling what you can control um, you know there's so many outside external circumstances uh, that nobody has control over and all you have control of is yourself and the way that you prepare and are you going to be ready in the moment and you know going into this training camp I knew reps would be limited but um, I think 
my mentality was kind of sniper mentality. Yeah. Um, you know, snipers get one shot, one kill, and so you know, just oh, taking it, taking oh, 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 it. I love just that. Just taking advantage of every rep. That's what I. That's what I'm the trying to think about. Sniper oh, mentality. That is so good. That goes over a lot of things. If you're an outdoorsman, I mean, if you're a veteran, <laughs> if you're you get, an sometimes you only get one shot. I know. That's, that's it. exactly hey, right. That's it. I love it. So, so a lot of people are talking great idea, great stuff out of Sam in week one and stuff. Is he a battle? Is he a backup to Matt Ryan and stuff like that? And then I look over at the lunch table, and you and Nick Foles are having a good old lunch just talking away at the same time i know they're friends of yours but you're learning a lot from these two veteran quarterbacks. absolutely no question um you know it's very unique that you get to be on a roster with a super bowl mvp and a league mvp um and both of the goes those guys obviously have years of experience and you know nick and i went to the same high school wow he's 10 years older than me um so growing up it was him and drew Brees. we all went to the same yeah. high school yeah. we're all 10 years apart so drew is 10 years older than nick and nick's 10 years older than me and so just to be in the room with with guys like that to be able to soak up you know every, whether it be the way they carry themselves um the x's and o's just trying to soak up as much information as possible and learn as much as i can and kylan granson too right went to your high school you guys were teammates yeah kylan we were teammates in high school so we got on this roster we have three guys that went to <laughs> Westlake high school <laughs> and you have two Factory. guys from two guys playing the same position from dematha high school in maryland <laughs> and nick cross and, and rodney mcleod man i love it it's so cool i want to talk about you though going going back to this time last year sam how much more comfortable would you say you are now compared to being thrust into that competition last year with, with Jacob Eason? Just how much more at ease would you say you are right now? Night and day. Yeah. Night and day. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you know, I you was You looked just... at me like I, w- I was asking a dumb question, no, no, but no, I didn't no, think no, I was. No, 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 no. Not a dumb question <laughs> at all. Very valid and very true. I Last year was like, oh, my gosh, what is going on? You know, the yeah. speed of the game, the size of the players, the playbook, everything, and then obviously what happened with Carson and injury and being thrown into the fire and then things that were happening off the field with my family. It was just right. go, 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 go. And I feel like this year it's been, you know, now I know the offense. Now it's taking it to the next level of what is the defense doing? What should we do against the defense? What checks do we want to get to versus different things? What right. are What's bad versus this play? And just trying to take it to the next level mentally um, because it's, you know, playing the quarterback position, it's all in the mind. Right. A lot of guys can throw the football but um you know it, it to take it to the next level you got to be able to see the game at a different level stay there and i'll get off of this but i was talking to the gm the other day after the game we were talking about the same thing to, from where you came from losing your brother losing your father trying to make a living in the nfl try to compartmentalize what he says that's maturity i mean that's strength that's stuff and that's something on top of the way that you play the game that this team this coach and this general manager and owner notice about you the leadership and whatever comes in front of you does that just come from being a quarterback? <laughs> That's a great question. You I know think, what I mean? Is that yeah. is that just from playing the position? I think it's I think it's from playing the position, uh, the life circumstances that, that that has been thrown at me, sure. and then um, you know also just having great role models to look up to uh, my entire career and and you know in my life and it's a lot. Don't I mean it's been a lot, and sure. I think that sure. um, it's prepared me for for big moments, and I I hope that. Life continues to go, and I continue well, to fight and scratch and claw. They're with you every day, every time you take the field. I know that. So how's Indianapolis been for you? Obviously, for your family and stuff like that. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. Um, we've really enjoyed it. Enjoyed the people. Enjoyed the lifestyle. Um, enjoyed the area. It's beautiful. 
Um, we, my wife and I just moved into the Carmel area, so I'm getting familiar with all that. I um, really, really love the area and enjoying this weather right now. It's like a home game every, every practice for Sam Ellinger being in Carmel. <laughs> Let's go back to you as a player. Again, from last year, where, where do you think you've improved? Where do you think, how do you think you're a better quarterback now compared to last year? Yeah, I think, well, obviously from, from the X's and O's standpoint, um, I've accelerated that and the, the speed of the game has mm-hmm. slowed down and I think that just comes naturally with progression of playing the position um, but really I've, I've broken it down into uh, really kind of four but three categories so okay. starting with um, my mechanical signature um, so the the way that I throw the ball really focusing on that um, learning learning how to optimize your mechanical signature and make sure that all the, the kinetic sequencing from the ground all the way through my hand is continuing to improve. And, and how did you improve in that department? How did you go about doing that? Uh, well, I just started working with Tom House. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. Out in California. Uh-huh. So got to spend spend a, qu- a good amount of time with him. And uh, obviously, you know, he's worked with, with the greatest. And so I got to learn from him. And he's been expanding my knowledge on, you know, biomechanics, timing, functional mm-hmm. fitness, all that. So that's the first aspect. Sure. The second aspect would be functional fitness, just knowing how to optimize my shoulder and my subscap um, in my shoulder to increase muscle mass where I need to increase it. You know, not all muscle mass is good, um, but increasing that. Um, and then sleep and nutrition, yep. you know, fi- fixing all those things, and then mind and body interaction, figuring out psychologically where I need to be in order to, you know, play at my highest level. Sam, so. how do you go through a progression as a quarterback if there is heat? We saw it against Buffalo. You come out of the pocket, find yourself room to run, room to throw at the same time. But going through the progression, I know it's football talk 101 here, but do you still go through your tree progression of guys that are going to be open even when you're running for your life over there? Absolutely. I mean, I think when the play breaks down, it changes a little bit because it kind of becomes a free-for-all, backyard football a little bit. Um, But that's really hard on the defense. And I know we talked after the game. It's hard hard on the defense to, you know, be able to cover for that long. So, yes, I'm trying to go through my progressions, but when the play breaks down, it's kind of like – I'm just seeing and trying to look for color and space and, and open guys. And real quick, this the Detroit Lions, you're going to play this Saturday against the Detroit Lions coming up. We're going to figure it out. Don't know how much you're going to play, but how much breakdown of this defense do you get? Because we are in training camp, and it's, you know, it's a practice game. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a little bit different in the preseason versus regular season games um, because – well, A, they're not going to do as much in the preseason game as they would in a regular season. But out here they're in, in practice, they're trying to work on everything that they're going to work on. Yeah. So um, the breakdown is it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a little bit different than the regular season, but we're getting good looks out here, mm-hmm. and um, we'll, be, we'll be ready by the time the game rolls around. Sam Ellinger is our guest uh, Colts quarterback with us in his second year out of Texas. What do you make of these young receivers trying to make a bid at a roster spot? You've got Desmond Patman, Mike Strawn, Samson Nakua. How have you seen them progress so far in camp? How are you helping those guys come along? Yeah, I think we have an a extremely talented young group. Um, obviously, I'm young as well, so not not speaking from like any elder elder point of view. You're getting there, Sam. No, You're getting no, there. no, 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 no. I mean, a couple more of not these camps. Quite. You're a veteran now. I got I got 37 year old. I'm not even close. I'm still 23. I haven't even turned 24. <laughs> um, but you have no, to show Matt Ryan how to turn on his computer. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's they're they're doing a good job. Um, just continuing to get in the playbook and you know being detail oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're doing a great job of continuing to continuing to increase their knowledge of the game and increase their 
their tools and being with a guy like Matt really helps because um, he's, he, he's, he has high expectations of where you need to be on different plays and they're getting to learn a lot and they're making plays. What about these tight ends though? Six foot five, six foot six, Jelani Woods is six foot seven and you threw it up to the big fellow in the end zone. He went up and made a play for you. How luxurious is it to have these guys at tight end as a quarterback? Oh, it's incredible. Um, I think that that's something that the league does a great job of optimizing those big bodies like that. Yeah. Um, you, it's, a, it's a matchup nightmare, especially down in the red zone. Yeah. And um, both of those guys are doing an excellent job of getting in the playbook and learning and growing, and I think their their ceilings are ridiculously high. Mm-hmm. Sam, as a young quarterback, funny question, but as a young quarterback, do you watch nationally televised pro games when you're not playing? Do you look at the game differently as a fan? Do you look at it like you're in the film room if there's a Sunday night game or a Monday night game? Huh? Or do you even not even look at it and say, hey, i got to bury my myself in the playbook yeah to be honest I don't really I don't really watch um I mean if it's on I'll look at it but I, I can't watch the game as no. a spectator anymore it's <laughs> like oh wow that was a great play right um, I'm always looking at what we're looking at so front coverage rotation things oh, of that man. nature wow so it's kind of uh tainted my my enjoyment of watching football but we'll take it okay okay I'm sure when the kids come around you'll go back into dad and coach mode after uh, the playing careers no up. doubt no doubt hey last one for me give me something on Texas I saw they got snubbed they weren't ranked and the I top twenty-five. That. I don't give me something on Texas this year. The hype surrounding the Longhorns this upcoming season. Well, I mean, I think there's always going to be hype. It's the University of Texas, and yeah. um, that's always that's always going to be a thing. And it's just about going out and doing it. I don't know. I, I think they're going to have a great year. I'm very optimistic. I think Coach Sark's an incredible, incredible coach and incredible offensive mind. And mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to see them put up a lot of points. Let's well, go, Sam Ellinger, more popular than the governor of the state of Texas for four years that's as the true. starting quarterback. That's just how it is, Sam. No, so one true. last Texas thing. There's a guy who played here for a lot of years and now resides in Canton named Peyton Manning, who has a nephew that is an awful good quarterback by the name of Arch Manning, who happens to be going to Texas. And I want to ask Sam Ellinger, was there any recruitment by the former quarterback to the future quarterback of the Texans? Well, we definitely spent some time together. Um, and I, I just got to say, I was unbelievably blown away. Really? Um, by, you know, his mannerisms, his maturity. Uh, I, you know, you, you go to and you talk to a lot of recruits and they want to be pitched. And Arch was not that. He asked the right questions. He wanted to know the right things. You could tell that he had people pouring into him to ask the right questions um, and, and know what was really important. And um, I think that obviously he has an incredible team behind him and the success is going to come. But wow. he was unbelievably impressive. And uh, we, we spent a good amount of time together and still talk periodically. And I'm, I'm excited for his, for his progression and um, obviously a great family and he's in great hands. Yeah, you'll be down at, uh, in Texas on those bye weeks and checking out the Longhorns <laughs> for sure. Sam Ellinger joins us. Great job against Buffalo. Can't wait to watch you do your thing against the Lions, Sam. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. All right, fellas, thank you very much. Colts Happy Hour continues on. We're live in Carmel again with our backyard broadcast, which is winding down top of the hour. You got New Pal, you got Westfield with Eddie Garrison and Jim Leisure. That is high school football night number one in a doozy they got coming at you high school football-wise at the top of the hour. So hang out for that on the other side. Bernard Ryman, he is a rookie offensive tackle. He joins the Gore man and Matt Taylor coming up on the other side. It's Colts Happy Hour, 93.5, 107. The fan. Welcome back to the Colts Happy Hour. We're getting you in the know on the Colts heading into the weekend. Welcome back. I mentioned high school football top of the hour. Eddie Garrison, Jim Leisure. 
New Pal and Westfield. That's the high school football game of the week in week number one. And right now, get the Goreman and Matt Taylor and somebody at some point is going to be incredibly important. And we talked earlier in the week about maybe the Colts needing some offensive line depth or backup help. Who knows about the rookie coming up here? Bernard Ryman joins Matt Taylor and the Goreman in a short conversation. Fellas, go ahead. Just got manhandled on the greeting from the big man, Bernard Ryman, and his big meat hooks for hands. And I tell you what, man, I love that you're here and, and the growth that you've shown in the last couple of weeks. We spoke to you after the game against Buffalo. This game isn't too fast for you. This game is not too much for you. You're fitting in nicely. After a couple of weeks of camp and one preseason game, how do you feel? Yeah, I'm getting more and more comfortable. Um, obviously, it's been a um, dream for so long to play in the NFL, and then sometimes you make the game bigger in your head than it actually is. It's, I mean, it's it's still football. It's still the same game that we've all fallen off with years ago. And um, yeah, it was a lot of, a lot of fun playing. And then yeah, as I said, every day I'm getting more comfortable, learn new things. And, and and tell me about this. With the offensive line unit, this is a tight group, one of the best in the NFL, and you got a lot of veterans and pro bowlers around you. Are you just trying to take this all thing in? Are you asking a lot of questions, waiting for them to talk? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the great thing about being here. Um, no matter, like, who it is here, you can you can learn from them. There's so many um, people on the staff that have been here for years that you can learn from and how to act as a pro. There's so much you can learn from Coach Strausser and uh, Coach Kevin um, just because their knowledge of from football, of the position itself. Oh, Hall then, of Famer, Kevin Yes, Malai, sir. Yeah. And then having uh, Coach Kevin there who can actually speak from experience how to be, you know, a Hall of Fame um, guard and center. But it's just tremendous. And then, as you mentioned, too, the, the position group themselves. I mean, um, as I said, like, you can really learn something from everyone in this in this building. So that's that's what I'm trying to do here too. I'm just trying to learn from everyone and everything that I can, pick it all up, um, and yeah. Bernard, take me back to last Saturday. I mean, you grew up as a 14-year-old kid. You picked up football in Austria, and then you know, fast forward, you know, eight years later, here you are, and you're on an NFL field. I know it's the preseason, but. How did, how did that go for you? What what kind of emotions did you have playing on an NFL game field in a stadium for the first time? Yeah, I, I honestly can't even describe the emotions that went through my head. There was, there's been so many up and ups and downs mm-hmm. uh, throughout the last years. I mean, um, you know, got recruited to college, played um, tight end there, and then two years ago switched over to tackle. And mm-hmm. um, there's been so many, you know, um, so many obstacles in the way of of my, my, my dream of playing in the NFL and then finally being able to, you know, play, even if it's just a preseason game, but to play an NFL game was just right. um, unbelievable to me. And I was just trying to take it all in. And obviously um, playing an away game is obviously not as much fun as an, as an home game. So I'm really looking forward to this Saturday playing yeah. the Lions at home. But it was an un- unbelievable feeling. When you first picked up the game, again, as a 14-year-old, did you have aspirations of playing in the NFL? Was that an immediate dream and goal of yours? Yes. Um, well, when I first started playing it, um, so that year I actually started watching it as well and um, started going, getting into like football movies and also watching the NFL. But yeah. <laughs> even back then it was a lot more difficult because the most you could do is um, either – pay for the nfl um game pass sure so we had a couple we, we shared one as with my buddies because we didn't have like everyone had the money to do it right um 
so we would like watch like one or two games together a week um, but that's really much pretty all all we could do um, so we never had the chance to sit in front of the TV all Sunday and watch the games um, but yeah the more I got to watch it the more I got to play it I just wanted to be in the NFL more and more um, but to be quite honest with you um, back then it kind of seemed like seemed just like a dream sure like a little bit too far out of reach um, so back then I thought you know playing club football in Austria with the Vienna Vikings was going to be the, the coolest thing. How do the Vikings look this year? <laughs> <laughs> um, really good. Do they? Do they yeah, look they, good? Good squad? Yeah, they're really good. Um, they just started like a new um, league in Europe. You're big over there, aren't you? Big name. When they, <laughs> oh, he is now. I mean, I'm just saying, they mentioned Bernard Ryman over there at Vienna Vikings. They're going to go, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's with the Colts right now. Um, see, I don't even know. I haven't been there in three <laughs> years. Um, yeah, last time I went was before COVID hit. And then, yeah. Um, you know, haven't been able to get back to Austria because of the travel restriction. Sure. I wasn't able to, if I was, I didn't know if I was able to come back. Right. Um, so I couldn't even answer you that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask you about um, uh, your athleticism. Like Matt alluded to, you played tight end a couple years ago. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. you got to be physical. you got to be an athlete. got to be moving. got to be fluid. Now you take that, and it's a physical up-in-your-face game right now. Is your athleticism helping you on this level? Oh, definitely. I mean, um, it's obviously every, everyone is really athletic at this level. Um like no matter what position you play mm -hmm. but I think for me it's just having the background as a tight end and um, it, like on one hand having the knowledge of what the tight ends are doing but then also having the athleticism um, I think really helps me then also transition like the techniques that we learn in the drills also right. onto the field and I think it definitely makes my life easier. How's this camp going for you in, in terms of making that transition from college to the NFL? And again, you know, we, we know your story, switching positions a couple years ago during the COVID season. What's been the toughest thing for you to deal with, whether that's something mental or physical in this camp? I mean, it's just, for me, it's just the, the hardest thing. It's just the, 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 the difference between college and, and right. the pros is that every single step matters. Mm -hmm. um, and as I mentioned before, like in college, you sometimes get away with taking a wrong step and then you can make up for it right. by, you know, outrunning the guy or yeah, something. You're just but better than the guy across from you, right? In, in, in most cases, yeah. Right. So um, that's just the difference here is sure. everyone is, in, is on an elite level here. Um, and then especially the DNs that we have on the roster here, they don't forgive any mistakes. <laughs> So um, just being on the technique and then really taking every single step, um, which starts with, like, you know, first movement and everything um, has to be perfect in order to, to get your job done. So I think that's something that you definitely have to get used to. And... But it's, it's getting easier and easier every day. Sure. As a rookie uh, in this, you know, again, coming from where you came from to the highest level of football right now, like give me a to-do list. What's a checklist for you at the end of the day? You know you have to get ready for the next day. You have to take in what you learned of the day of, that pace and everything. And there is some sort of pressure on you guys. I mean, there's guys that are itching to play professional football for a living. So your checkpoints on stuff you do at the end of each day to get ready for the next, is that something that you have to do to break it down and say, hey, I just one day at a time? Yeah, definitely. I mean, for me personally, it's important to go through the film one more time. Obviously, we go through it with Coach Strasser, too. Um, but um, I kind of like to go back and then go over the notes as I'm watching the film and then kind of really just focus on, on every single step. Um, and then trying to get the recovery in or uh, some, mm -hmm. some evening splitting up my lifts. Um, obviously, you're not trying to lose much weight during camp, so um, the lifts are important as well. And then just everything you can do to, to stay on top of you, any like, issues, so like doing the flexibility exercises, um, doing the stretching every night, and 
Yeah. Are they feeding you okay, big fella? Oh, yeah, Getting absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> Get enough to eat around here, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. 100%. That's Bernard Ryman with us, rookie offensive tackle for the Colts. Um, you mentioned those defensive ends. They're relentless and, un- and unforgiving at this level. You know, one of the guys was just right behind us a few moments ago. That's Unique Ngakwe, and he's one of the most consistent defensive ends of the last couple of years. What has it been like for you facing him, and how much better is he making you so far in your rookie campaign here? Oh, yeah, he's definitely making all of us better every single day. I mean, he's an elite uh, pass rusher, and going against him in in one-on-ones, for example, is obviously a huge challenge. Um, But you're holding your own against him. Now, I've I've seen it more than just a handful of times, right? Oh, yeah, I mean, definitely. We're just getting better. Sure. um, We're making each other better. And going against him just makes it that much easier than to go into the game or playing against other guys because he is on an elite level rusher. Right. Um, it's, you know, hard to come across, even in the NFL. Can a quarterback make the offensive line better? Oh, yeah, I would say so. Um, I think just the confidence um, that the quarterback installs. Well, how about this quarterback? I mean, it's 14 years in this league. You watch him as a kid, I'm sure, yep. in Austria in some big games. Um, yeah, I mean, I think... You know, Matt's doing a tremendous job just bringing us together as a team and also leading us um, um, on and off the field. I mean, um, for me personally, coming in as a, as a rookie and then um, I think my first day here and he sat down with me at lunch and we just had like a heart to heart. Nice. Like an unbelievable It's experience. important for a rookie yeah. to have a sit down like yeah. that. I'm sure that made, that made a big difference. Oh, it makes it made a huge difference. Um, obviously, I had to um, that night I had to tell my dad about it. Yeah, he, he's sure. a huge fan of Matt Ryan. And um, I remember, you know, watching with my dad in Austria watching him play and but I mean same with um, Nick and Sam like I think and Jack as well I think all the quarterbacks they they all learn from Matt Mm -hmm. and um, they all have a huge um, impact on how we play as an offensive line and um, yeah I think they all really keep their cool back there and trust us and reassure us good feeling you brought up your family right there I mean what do they think of all this How, how proud are they of you and your journey and where you are to this point yeah, I mean, they're all super excited. Sure. Um, they're really looking forward to coming during the season, too, um, you know, watching a game or two. And, um, yeah, my parents got the NFL Game Pass to, to um, watch the games. Um, it's going to be actually a little bit easier for them to watch the games now because now that we play at, like, 3 o'clock on a Sunday, it's a little <laughs> bit easier with the time difference because they are six hours ahead. So yeah. um, last season when we played the Maction games at 7 p.m. on a Tuesday, on a Tuesday night, Tuesday. Um, <laughs> my dad would still send me pictures of him staying up you know, oh, until the awesome. middle of the That's night. So even cool. The Ohio Bobcats. Hey, there it is right there, the guys, and that is the end of Colts Happy Hour. Thank you very much to everybody up here in Carmel for the Backyard Bourbon broadcast. Up next... You've got Eddie Garrison, Jim Leisure. It's New Pal and Westfield with 93.5 and 107.5 the fan.